0: Pod, 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 pod. Rugby Pod. Welcome along to this week's Rugby Pod. I'm your host, Andy Rowan. As usual, I'm joined by big Jim Hamilton and Andy Good. Coming up on the show, uh, we go to the rehab ward to check in on big Billy Vunapola, see how his progress has gone. Rehab? Yeah. Okay. How's he going?
1: Well, I I don't know what your kind of rehab Mm. is. Yeah. Physio. Physio? Okay. rehab, rehab.
0: We'll see how his rehab's going. Uh, we'll uh, also get into this week's action shortly. Uh, but first, a big thanks to those who brought tickets to the latest live show at the Cabbage Patch in Twickenham next month. Um, they were gone in a matter of minutes, guys. That's what we do.
1: Just sell out places, <laughs> sell out venues, don't we, Jim? And where are we up to with Bristol's? Next, Bristol's next couple, next couple gone. of weeks. Sold out. Sold out. Of course, he bloody has. Sold out. That is what we are doing. We're going. We should up the prices. We get that many requests. We should do two a month. One's just not enough for the people, is it? Well, after the last one, I ha- had a hangover for a week. So, <laughs> yeah, you
0: really kicked on with Stephen Ferris, and um, was your mate? Well,
2: Ferris went home. Yeah, yeah, Ferris left early. What are you talking about? Well, Lightweight. I went home mean, before him. <laughs> well, yeah, saying right, that he left
1: it with his shirt off, so he had his shirt off in the bar. Right, again. I'd have
2: my shirt off twenty-four-seven if I had a body like that. Dude. So, so, well, so would you? I did, mate. Well, I mate, did. You're
1: the human coat hanger. I had my shirt off. But yeah, He's turned up late today, so he's a bit flustered. Look, he's sweating. He's a bit flustered. There's no I've beers. I've walked a couple of flights
2: of stairs. There's no beers. There's no sweets. My rider is incomplete. I'm not happy. He's He's
1: been a little bit diva hasn't he? The duck, mate. The duck. Why the duck? Big, fat, floating on top of water, but underneath he's paddling like fuck. <laughs> Ducks look smooth on, on a lake, on a river, on an ocean. They ain't. They're paddling like fuck underneath, just to stay afloat. That's Andy Good. He'll tell you he's mortgage-free, drives around in a Range Rover, all for show. Mate, we're bringing beers next week. Well, fuck! It's not next week. I want them now. Yeah, we'll bring them next week. Mate, we're bringing The bear, some... the bear is thirsty. Mate, we're bringing some. Well, the, the bear can eat wolf. Next week, we're bringing some Wolf pack lagers. I've joined the pack, mate. Properly, genuine. I'm genuine. I'm in with Wolf Pat now. We're bringing out a pilsner soon. The bar opens in Queens Park, and we're gonna have some beer on this table next yes. week, just for you.
0: Um, let's reveal who's won the four tickets to England versus Samoa. Who uh, has? courtesy of Guinness. Thank you very much, Guinness. Uh, also part of our live shows as well. Um, so let's have a quick look at uh, some of the reviews that we had in and pick a winner. Uh, so do we want to each read one out and then we'll, uh, we'll vote amongst ourselves, yeah, I suppose? I, and, I and picked
1: a good one out. Okay. I've, yeah, so basically there's a, uh, there's a load that came in. Catapulted us to number one podcast in the world, but this is my favourite, by Peter Edwards, 22. Absolutely love the pod. Jim can be surprisingly funny. And Goody's chat is very average to medium. <laughs> Where's this one? Honestly, give this a listen, should be part of everyone's week. And yes, I'm only doing this for the free tickets. I love his honesty. Mm. He is honest throughout that whole thing. Jim can be surprisingly funny. Goody's chat is average, all true. And he's only doing well, this no, the free tickets. No,
2: he says average to medium.
1: Okay, sorry, average to medium, all
2: true. And you can be surprisingly funny. It doesn't mean you are, it just means when you've come out with one of your bullshit stuff. I don't well, rate that. I, one, well,
1: I still honest. like that. But, he, but he, I like his honesty, free tickets. I've got one from Archie
0: Tawny. Can't recommend this podcast enough. I've sent it around to all my rugby-obsessed mates, and everyone has loved it. Perfect mix of rugby, Norse chat, and cock-related banter. I strongly suspect Goody is hung like a hamster. Well, that's true. A personal Absolutely highlight is not. Jim's sharting story from Chile. Again true. had me in absolute stitches. Thank you, Archie Tawny. What a legend. Goody, you got a favourite, mate? Yeah,
2: my favourite is Jack Flash Johnny. Uh, this pod is the highlight of many a week, from nine-point wheelie bin Jim's tall tales to Andy Goode's insight, humour, and home truths. We ain't got a clue what he's talking about. This pod is every rugby fan's dream. These likely lads are stewarded by the one and only Kiwi, who knows nothing about rugby, mm. but the weird one himself is a top-notch host. Oh, Thank God, you. this
1: guy doesn't know what we're talking about.
2: From filthy 15 tales from Rugby Yesteryear, this pod is just bloody,
1: ruddy, fraud. Long live the pod! Jack, Flash, Johnny. We've got to pick out a winner. So I had actually Tawny. We're not going to get. Oh, it no, to
2: I've got another one. Can I go one more? Yeah, go on. Okay, all right, Goody. Al161616. From the number of minutes Jim played over the last five years to the stone Goody has put on since retiring. Which is a lot and a lot. Good things definitely come in threes. So he's basically saying, you played three minutes in five years, I'll put on three stone. That's a good effort that is. <laughs> no, he's not. And that is certainly true for this pod. Goody, Jim and the Weird Fish together make the morning commutes from my Limehouse residency somewhat bearable, even if I do get odd looks for laughing out loud on a rammed tube. The rugby pod is the light of my life, Oof. the best oh, pod around, nah. and the reason I get out of bed on a Tuesday morning. Oh, live show Lord. tickets are bought for December. P.S. Marla. I'm hung like a squirrel. P.S. Marla. <laughs> Marler would have you, Jim. He's honest. <laughs> Let's give it to him. I like that. Al 161616. Let's give All it right.
0: to him. Yeah. So, Al, what you need to do now is just DM us your address and we'll send those tickets out to you. And on that, Al, after winning the tickets and announcing that you're going to come to the live show, you've
2: already bought the tickets for December at the Cabbage Patch. You're coming on stage. We'll see
1: you on stage. To chop 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 chop. how' How's your weekend, guys? Jim? How, oh. how was yours? I've gone through a turning point in my life, actually, before the weekend. I was saying, talking about Goody, the duck, okay, we're on the lake, you're big, you're fat, you're hairy, you're smooth, you're just going across the lake, just chilling, everything's good. But underneath, the feet, the fins, what are they called, what have ducks got? The flippers. The flippers are pedalling like absolute buggery just to keep you afloat. That's been me. I've been running around everywhere, contracted shingles, first I got this. <sighs> Another oh, illness. No. Mate, illness after illness, so i have making some changes in my life diet more sleep <laughs> <laughs> you've just had twins mate it's called sleep deprivation this, this is what, oh no that's no, it this is what you don't do wife. any you don't do any night fees, no, do you? this is what i told the missus. i told the wife i've got to have sleep i can't get up anymore i'm i've got shingles yeah so i've just cut back on what i'm doing but i did the commentary scotland samoa at the weekend that was as stressful there's anything you can do why because they were rubbish well scotland are rubbish i've been saying no. it for years well they weren't when i played They're, well they were worse then they were good at front yeah. but then, what about that game though interesting I'll tell you what, fair play to Samoa. Yeah. You know, they rocked up, covered themselves in glory amongst all the aggro and everything that's going off the pitch and going off field with the bankruptcy and stuff. They turned up and they played ruggers. You know, they were good. They were physical. Scotland were very, very passive up front. And, you know, get on with Gregor. And I don't like Verne. Um, but Verne did a good job. He took Scotland onto a half-decent level.
2: On that quote there. The amount of tweets I got that were listening to Jim's commentary on Saturday. And
1: people were like, oh,
2: listen to Jim now, backing down. He's on the media saying what a great coach Verne was. He was. Pathetic.
1: Never never once said he wasn't a great coach. Stick to your guns, mate. Great coach, not a great bloke. That's exactly what I said. He said, great "Great bloke, great coach. (laughs) He pulled Scotland through the mud. Could have won the World Cup, he is did. what you said. He did, but Gregor's going to take them on to the next level, but not with a performance like that. And they've got a few injuries this week, and they're up against the mighty All Blacks.
0: Can I just ask you how Gregor is going to take them on to the next level?
1: How? How? Well, I think they were on that way anyway, because of the players that they've got. They've now got X-Factor players. Finn Russell, Ali Price can run a little bit with the ball. Hugh Jones is a quality player. Tommy Seymour, who's on the Lions, who scored all them tries and never got a look in. And obviously Stuart Hogg. And then you've got Sean Maitland to come back in, Duncan Taylor. So they've got some really, really good players. Stuart Hogg, what a helmet. As in, what is that lid? What is that lid doing? It's called, a, in Scotland, I think it's called a schmullet. The schmullet, mate. The schmullet, Paul! <laughs> um, so he's got a schmullet, but you know what they're lacking, Andy Rowe? Just out and out size up mm. front. Yeah, they've got physicality, but it's like, you know, I had this conversation with Nick Mullins. When you've got a 19 stone Trevor Anus running at you, what a name. Trevor anus Trevor's anus Trevor's anus you tell him when you've got Trevor's anus running at you okay and <laughs> you semi- that backwards or and you're 17- 17 <laughs> you disappear and you're a 17 stone bloke and you want to hit him as hard as you can hit him in the tackle and he wants to run over you as hard as he can run over you carrying his anus he's going to get he's going to beat you because it's the natural laws of, of physics it's like, you know, you go to a buffet with Goody. You lose. Yeah, you eat 10 plates, E E8, eats 20. <laughs> you eat 20, E eats 40. <laughs> it's physics. And I'm not, a, I'm not a physician or a mathematician. It's mainly maths, to be honest. Is it? Okay, well, I'm definitely not great in maths. Miss Goode did not teach me well at maths. Great lady. Um, but yeah, so Scotland basically is struggling in the size department. A few microphones there, a couple of squirrels, but all in all. Oh, uh, name me one of them that's hung like a horse. Greg Laidlaw. I said He's, not even playing. He's not even playing. Yeah, I know. Who's out there now? Just tapping into your library of dicks. He's just going through, seeing his piece. Stuart Hogg, very freckly. Very, 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 I very, I bet he's very pasty very, white yeah. as well. It almost it? looks like moley. That's like never like seen the moles. sun. That's never seen never the sun, ever, either, s- Never, ever, ever seen the sun. Ryan Wilson. Ryan Wilson. Yeah, yeah, it's just long and like, it's, you know, a bit like curvy at the end. It's weird. But a big one.
2: Yeah. My question to you though, Jim, is you say Gregor Townsend is going to take them to the next level. What is the next level? Is it from finishing fifth in the Six Nations to finishing fourth? Is that the sort of level
1: you're after? I think so. I, look, I had this conversation with a fan before. You know, they want to consistently see Scotland winning games and winning Six Nations back to back. At the minute, that isn't going to happen. Look at England, look at Ireland. Just not at that level, unfortunately. I don't think Wales are that good anymore. If they can be in amongst that kind of third position in the Six Nations regularly... You know, in the next 10 years, maybe winner Six Nations, semi-finals of World Cups. Winner Six Nations? Yes. You Mate, are dreaming. Okay, well, I'm not. I'm being serious. Like, in, in recent times, okay, we've beaten Ireland. We've beaten Wales. Okay, we've beaten England at home. When was that? Okay, it was a while ago. When was yeah, that? A while ago. Can you name it? No idea. It was 20-something. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I remember it, 2006. Okay, but Glasgow are doing well. Glasgow are doing well. Look, Scotland are on the up, okay, but they're not... You know, you look at it, New Zealand put 70, 78 points on the All Blacks, Scotland struggled to beat them. Scotland beat Australia, Australia beat Wales, Scotland lose against Fiji the week after. That shows you where they're at as a squad. And this was nice anyway, talking about good, Scotland. Yeah, good Scotland chat, Cheers that's enough that. they're, they're not very good. Well,
0: let's move it on quickly, England, 21-8 against Argentina, what did you guys make of that? Did they... George
1: Ford, oh my goodness. You good, really don't like him, do you? I think you were more physical than him.
2: I've got no doubt I've got way more weight (laughs) of course I'm going to be more physical than him mate not as good a player though you
1: haven't got one scar on your face you've never put your head in there I've got a tiny little scar here yeah that's from walking into the door mate when you were sleeping. fridge fridge. mate not the door (laughs) the fridge Fridge. the fridge Um, Uh, how how, how do you think George
2: Ford played? Um, yeah there you go he he played right. Owen Farrell's stock has risen hugely by not playing because it just shows and Jim I think you said this on the pod didn't you a few weeks back England without Farrell a whole, whole different team look vulnerable look and to be fair, at times we did. Had we had played Australia or Ireland or the All Blacks
1: or any of the top teams, we'd have got done comfortably, I reckon, at the weekend. And I say that about George Ford. I didn't watch enough of it to judge. I'm basically...
2: Oh, he just... put a lovely pass in for yeah. um, Nathan
1: Hughes' try. Matt, I'm throwing a cat amongst the pigeons.
3: Yeah,
2: you, you just didn't think he performed at a level that he should perform at. I only watched and you, you bag him, You bag him week in, week out, and you think he's garbage. <laughs> he's, he's, he's not garbage. He's a good player, but... He's not, he's, the, a, he's
1: not the level of Farrow. He's not no, the level no of Bowden Barrow. He's no not the it. level
2: of Finn Russell. He's better than Finn Russell. No, he's not. Okay. Um, yeah, listen. I, do you know what? I looked at it, and I, they had two weeks' preparations. So they've had a week in Portugal and then a week back in the UK Getting at flogged. Penny Hill Park. And I heard they got absolutely flogged. I heard the training was horrendous, so intense, as in there were injuries, there was this, that they were wrestling in the sand and all this stuff. Crazy. Uh, madness. And then the performance was flat. It was... Um, yeah, you credit Argentina they sort of slowed it down didn't they and, and played at a, a pace that they wanted to play at and we got sucked into that and we couldn't our accuracy, accuracy was down we spilt balls we chucked balls into touch etc etc but I looked at the performance and it was low on energy so then you hear about them training like madmen physically over in Portugal in the week two weeks previous and then after the game Eddie Jones comes out and says oh my it'd really difficult we only had four training sessions as a team I'm like four training sessions as a team in two weeks When you've been in Portugal, you've not been on the piss. Maybe they have. They haven't.
0: The boys said they got flogged. Do you think that maybe the the Argentinians are thinking they uh, missed out on an opportunity to tip over England?
2: 100%. 100%. Yeah, that
1: was their best opportunity Uh, in
0: in recent years to, to beat England.
2: And also, the ref, and we like slagging off refs here now, I thought the ref was garbage in the game. And that's from an English perspective. So I'm saying Argentina were bloody unlucky with the ref. That yellow card to Tuchelé hit Mike Brown and Tuchelé have both gone up for the ball. Similar height tuchelay has got his hand on the ball as well. The referee has then said, You're not in a realistic position to catch the ball. Dangerous play, yellow card. Ref, you're completely wrong here because either it's got to be play on because you both touched the ball, you both, it's a fair competition. Or it's a red card. Or it's a red card because Brownie lands on his head. So the ref's got it completely wrong. When two players compete in the air, decent referees say, That's a rugby incident, it's a fair contest, play on. And, And, you know, Mike Brown comes down on his head and, you know, it's not, it's very different to Elliot Daly. 12 months ago, where Elliot Daly cleaned the bloke out in the air and it's a red card. So, uh, you know, I thought the ref got it completely wrong. Uh, And again, you go to the forward pass uh, for Rocket Aguni's try. That was about five yards forward. And the TMO's like, yeah, there's nothing clear and obvious that it's a forward pass. I'm like, follow the lines on the field. And then, uh, you know, little things like no arms, England got, uh, sorry, Argentina got penalised for no arms tackle, which was ludicrous. England did it a few times. And I'm not, I'm not defending Argentina here. I think they were really hard, harshly done by, you know, by leaving 14 points out on the field they didn't deserve to win and England over the course of 18 minutes deserved to win but we weren't particularly good and if we'd have played Australia we'd have lost
0: um, On the Ford at uh, 10 um, Oppo 1664 has tweeted us in saying now England has options at centre should Ford be on the bench and Farrell start at 10 as per Sir Clive Woodward's comments?
1: Well, we beers oh we've got bears on oh, cue Oh the corona has arrived Yeah I'm not having one of them I'm drinking and eating healthy but I'll have one sip You're not having one but you'll have one sip was a buffalo, that. That was a buffalo. See it off, son. Awesome. A warm corona. Nothing like a cold wolf pack. Yeah. Oh, that's um, cold, that's nice. Sorry, so... Uh, Tim, our producer, what, you legend. What did he say? Now England has
0: options at centre. Should Ford be on the bench and Farrell start at 10? Yes! as per Clive Woodward's comments. Well, Clive. Well, did Jim.
1: Do you think Clive listens to
0: the pod?
2: I don't think Clive Woodward listens to this pod, no. Squirrel. <laughs> He's hung like a squirrel, according to Jim. Um, I'll tell you what, if Ben Teo is fit this Saturday... Owen Farrell would start at 10 and Ben Teo would start at 12 and George Ford would, would be on the bench but Ben Teo's not fit and it goes back to the whole how you select a team the makeup of it the partnerships within that Didn't Slade come up under some People have been bagging hey. Slade and I don't, I don't, I don't, I'm not sure that's fair You're a Slade fan I am a Slade fan I think he's a quality player he passed one ball into touch in front of Nathan Hughes, and he, did, you know, we didn't. Our attack didn't spark as much as it would, but that's just as much George Ford's fault. And it, then you go back to our dominance up front, the gain line battle, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. We weren't thoroughly dominant physically, unless apart from Nathan Hughes.
0: While we're talking about Slade, Anthony Jackson has uh, tweeted in saying, "Did Henry Slade really not play well, or was he short of options around him?"
2: No, he had options. We, we as a team, we didn't perform very well. Yeah, you know, we, we physically, we didn't dominate the gain line, which meant there weren't. Opportunities to attack with numbers up, yeah. You know, we forced a few things. We had some decent shape at times, but in reality, you got to tip your hat to Argentina. They made Eddie Jones called it a grinderthon, didn't he?
1: I, I think deep down, Eddie Jones would have wanted that as well because you know you talk about the preparation. So if you, if they were about to play the All Blacks or Australia, would they have trained the same as they did against Argentina? I don't mean that in a bad way, but you know we, we spoke about when was last time Argentina won a game? Was it Georgia? They beat Georgia, yeah, exactly. Yeah. One in ten games. Yeah, I'm going off like your that. stats, yeah, yeah, something, something like that. You know, one out of ten games. Yeah. Yep. You know, and then they go and prepare like that, would they have prepared the same way? They probably wanted a bit of a grind thon mm. Is that what he called it? That's what he called it. And it was. I, I was
2: actually surprised, And um, you know, the whole thing about Forden, uh, sorry, Farrell and uh, Itoji being rested, and they oh, were so. fuming, they were arrested. I was quite surprised Eddie Jones didn't start them all against Argentina in a week up to the Australia game, and then rest them all against Samoa and play a few of the other guys then.
0: We've got Billy Vanapola on the phone at the moment. Billy, thank you very much for joining us.
3: Oh, no worries. Thanks for having me.
1: Hey, Bill. You right, mate?
3: Big hey, Jim, how are you doing, lad?
1: I'm good, mate. You fresh? Uh,
3: no, yeah. I just just had a feed then, so I'm I'm good. I'm content.
1: <laughs> Describe
2: to me the feed, mate. I'm absolutely starving here. Nando's. Oh
3: no, we just uh, we stayed humble, though, mate. Chicken and broccoli.
1: <laughs> no chance, Bill. <laughs> but are you at home with the with the brothers playing FIFA?
3: Um, I'm actually at Mako's at house with uh, yeah with two of the brothers.
1: Oh, Mako's home, is he?
3: No, 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 no. Just uh, oh, maka Macca's, Macca's got a key, so we're just chilling with Macca.
1: And h- how's the injury coming on, Billy? How far away are you, mate?
3: Uh, I'm still a while off. I think I'm trying to trying to get back sometime in uh, mid mid January or late Jan. So still got a while to go. So it's uh, pretty tough at the moment, training wise.
2: And um, Billy, obviously, um, there's loads of chat, and you know, this is a question you're going to get loads because you've talked about it. Players are being overplayed, etc., and playing too many games. we heard your comments on it. And you've talked about you possibly take a pay cut to play less. Yeah. England block boys play maximum thirty-two games a year. What is your num What is your number of games that you think is the right amount to play per season?
3: I don't really have a number. I just think, um, well, from a personal view, my injuries came from it was a combination of uh, just playing too much and and not. I don't think having sufficient rest. I guess to recover. Um, I was probably still hurting from that year where we did the double, and after that season, that's when I kind of broke down. Um, I don't know. I, I think Jim would know as well that Saracens are great at looking after us, and but there's so there's always like, an a more important game, which is why I'm not too fussed about being injured. But you know, it, it, it was just one of those things where I was a bit frustrated. i was sick and tired of being injured. I don't really have an answer for it. I just that's basically what i was thinking at times so when
1: i just said it yeah i'll answer for you bill so basically 10 games for two million pound a year that's what you're thinking
3: <laughs>
1: <isn't> you? <laughs> um, so, uh, bill wrecking ball mate your new book i had no idea you're bringing it out after all the shit we give chris ashton for the shit splash or whatever and you, in the background you've gone and brought out a book so firstly yeah, well, wrecking ball where's that come from
3: well the, the, the idea came from headline publisher Yeah, he lives in Harpenden, so um, he kind of knew about rugby. And and for some reason, he just picked me out to kind of tell the story of us growing up from Tonga and making it to to full international um, recognition. Uh, And he just wanted me to tell that story. I wasn't too keen to start with because of all the abuse I was going to get or have had for having a book and being only 24 or whatever. But I was like, mate, I don't really care what people think, so I'm just going to go for it.
1: And where are you up to now, Bill? So, has uh, many many been sold? What's the feedback been?
3: I don't actually really know, but I've, I've always I've um I've always had positive feedback. But no one's no one's ever going to come up to me and be like, "Mate, your book is awful." They'll probably say it in the background. So, uh, I'm not really sure. Probably mixed to be fair.
1: I thought the pictures looked great, anyway, mate. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and Billy, obviously off the back of the book and you know the plight of Samoa at the minute. I know you're Tongan, but um, your background's Tongan anyway. You are English, right? Yeah. Of course. Um, The plight of Samoa, and you've seen obviously the bankruptcy and the the amount of players that have been drained out of that player pool. Tonga are going okay at the minute, aren't they? And how do we stop the the drain of players from Samoa and those uh, sort of Pacific Island countries going to New Zealand, Australia, England now as well?
3: Um, The thing with um, islanders growing up in in Tonga, Samoa, and Fiji is that, uh, you know, usually it's the same story. A similar story to me was just going up and trying to make a better life for not just yourself, but your family. You know, and there's there's a there's a huge contingent of obviously islanders uh, both in Australia and New Zealand who who basically that's what they do. So the reason why they play rugby is to, to help their families. And you've seen with Lua Tua and Pitao, just to name two, um, you know, picking their family over uh, New Zealand. Um, I don't think it'll ever stop unless... In Tonga we have the same opportunities as we do here in England and I think that would be impossible with the economy that, that we have back home.
0: Billy, it's Andy Rowe here. Um, just a, a question that's been floating around in the media at the moment about the, uh, the financial mismanagement of, of some of the unions, especially uh, Samoa. Have you, have you sort of got any opinion on that or how things could be different or um, how they could be fixed or who could intervene, maybe World Rugby to try and help things or is it up to Samoa on their own to fix their problems?
3: I think probably the best thing is a combination of both. You know, obviously uh, it's hard for, for Tonga and Samoa and Fiji to generate their own money when they don't really have full-blown internationals played there regularly against Tier 1 nations. And for me, that would help to, to have people going over there more regularly, but it would also help that um, we have the right infrastructure uh, for people to, to, to be able to go up there and improve and, and, and want to stay there. And that's something that I'd love to do after rugby is go home and and see if I can help out you know the young kids coming through, but also I just think that uh, my dad you know works with the Tonga rugby union, and um I don't know, having talked to him, there's just a lot of rubbish that he has to deal with that probably he could do without in terms of you know like I don't know like how easy it would be to to organize a game against Japan in europe you know he, he it's it's very tough for for Tonga to come all the way to Europe to play against um Japan when they could have just gone to Japan but because um, you know world rugby t- uh, dictates that we can't really um, argue on that point and that's just stuff that I think they can help you know make it easier for countries like Tonga and even though they do fund them a lot and pay for the hotels and things like that but how do you drum up support when you play Japan in uh, I think they're planning to lose
2: difficult eh? difficult um, yeah. so we've got quite serious there Billy and I'm going to end on a slightly lighter note uh, yep. you spent a couple of years or Jim spent a couple of years playing with you you had your head up his ass a few three, times three years uh, three years but about three games because Jim never played um, <laughs> twofold question one sum up what Jim was like at Saracens truthfully because you are as you are very honest in what you say and two Jim talks a lot about people how they ha- hung like a squirrel or like <laughs> an absolute arm tell me from what you saw of Jim in the showers is he hung like a squirrel or not
3: uh no, he's not. He Thank is. you, Bill.
2: Bill, mate, neither are you. <laughs> but just sum him up quickly from his days at Saracens. Does ultimate Sappuccino? Um,
3: well, I think he used... Yeah, he was, but he used a different word. sappagizing. Yes, you know, Bill. To, to energise the lads. And uh, I got a lot of energy from watching Jim after our tough Tuesday session not being able to walk off the pitch because Kuzer couldn't train again.
1: <laughs> I've given him a life, mate. <laughs> Hey, Bill, cheers for coming on, mate. So, Wrecking Ball, you can get it where? So, obviously, you can walk into a shop and buy it. Can you buy it at a petrol station? iTunes, where do you buy it? Uh,
3: Amazon,
1: Amazon. Amazon, that's the one, mate. That's the one I was thinking about. (laughs) There we go.
0: Thanks very much for joining
3: us, (laughs)
1: Billy. Cheers, Billy. Cheers, Bill.
2: Oh, that's where where I went wrong. I should have told him that Jim said, Billy, you're hung like a squirrel.
1: But Mm. we're both similar. Athletic prowess. But similar as, as, in, as you, in, you said
2: he's hung like a squirrel.
1: No, I didn't. I so said he's hung like me. <laughs> like a squirrel. Yeah. I've seen the picture. <laughs> I've got s- it here. Similar, Let's get thi- it out. Sim- similar physical attributes. Don't look great. So you look like a bin like bag. Billy of- looks good. Not with his shirt off. Looks mm, like well. a bag of sick. <laughs> bag of sick. <laughs> it's like Jamie George. But wow. What when, an you, athlete. when you step onto that whitewash, you know what you're getting. You're getting of- power. All seriousness. I like Billy. Do you know what I mean? How many honest, upfront players do you get talking now? And that... And, you know it's 24 you know firstly he's got the platform to low. is he only 24 I thought he was 23 but he's 24 holy camoly well he says he's 24 he could be, he's Tongan so he could be 44 yes he could be his, his, his UK passport says 24 but so he's got some growing to do exactly but how refreshing is it to see that uh, just like Joe Marla last week what a good lad he was yeah. as well and we made national papers we did this is what we are doing you wait until we get to the rumour mill that's all I'm saying <laughs>
2: Well, just on that though, you just, just to talk about what you're talking about, Tonga and Samoa and all that stuff. And it's the whole player drain, and there's loads of boys that are champion championing world rugby should do something about it. But if you're a Tongan kid, or a Samoan kid, or a Fijian kid, and you're bloody good at rugby, and you see someone like Billy Mako
1: Joe Rokocoko, Joe
2: Rokocoko, slow. But he played for the All Blacks, but he uh, came through Fiji he yeah, picked up
1: picked up mm, and scored. Like of
2: Nike Tathi, Raka. Over in France, they're going to play for France now, et cetera, et cetera. And you think, I'm going to play for my Tongan national team or my Samoan national team. And then actually, on the bigger world stage, you're seeing guys like that who are undoubtedly,
1: their roots are from those Pacific Islands. What what do you do? What's your choice? Well, there you go. Well, this is it. The the minute you become an All Black now, which we've seen a lot more and more Polynesians, or we have than seen, you're going to earn a million pounds as a player, at least. Do you know what I mean? So you play for the All Blacks like Joe rocker Goslow Go did, 40-odd games, is is from Fijian heritage, probably got picked up. I mean, when we were in New Zealand, we watched, there was rugby on, there's Ruggers on the TV. Ruggers. Mm. So half the kids that were playing were Polynesian. Yeah. So it, it's it's split, isn't it? Because if you're a young kid there or you're a parent and you're in the island of Samoa or Tonga, these amazing places that produce these worldly athletes, rugby players and NFL players, someone comes in and said, we're going to give your kid an opportunity to become a rugby player, to get to become educated—not that they're not getting educated there—but to it's get better education, better edu- education, mm. private education—you're going to say yes, and then you say, right, you're going to play for the All Blacks, or you can play for Samoa. All Blacks. What's going to come with that is going to become an Adidas boot deal, a night boot deal. Then you can go to France and earn five million pound. It's difficult, isn't it? But they need to be reimbursed. Mm. So you're not like in football, right? Yeah. So if you know, so Southampton produced a load of great footballers. But what happens is they get a kickback. So, you know, Gareth Bale eventually goes to Real Madrid. So it isn't his last club, Tottenham, to get, get the money as well. They get it, but so, so do his first club. And I think Samoa, Tonga and these teams need to have that. There needs to yeah. be something mm-hmm. in
2: place. completely agree. But on it as well, and it's very topical this week and last week, everyone points the finger and says, World Rugby, do something. England Rugby, pay Samoa
1: It's got nothing more. to do with England, World Ru- England Rugby.
2: No, no, but they're sort of saying that England, because you're making X millions per game at Twickenham give the Samoans a bit more for that third test, you know, instead of giving them a donation of X. But again, that's why we're not playing the All Blacks. We're not playing the All Blacks because the All Blacks demand a certain figure, a certain amount of money. And the RFU say, well, actually no, because we're a business. We don't need the All Blacks to sell out at Twickenham. Um, but then you go back on, and you talked about it there, the corruption. There's a lot of corruption and mismanagement within the Samoan RFU. It's old school. It is old school. It's old school. And, 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 and they, you've got to look at yourself first as a union. And it's easy for everyone to go, oh, it's such a shame they're bankrupt. But there's a lot of corruption inside that that's created these issues. So it's got to be, world rugby have got to give them more funding, but with ramifications of, or different ideas of saying you can have this much funding, this has to be put in place. And if it's not, the funding goes.
0: Let's look at Ireland's uh, big win over South Africa. Did you guys watch that game? (sighs)
1: South (sighs) Africa were embarrassing. I thought they'd be miles better than that. And, And again, me and Goody were speaking about this. They haven't got any, I don't recognise any of the players. All their best players are playing abroad, and that's where there's an issue now in South African rugby. Is there's no money? The, you know, there's clearly not enough money in the franchises. They're all coming over. You know, they're all coming over for, for for big, 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 big dollar, big dollar. But you know, in saying that, they're picking players from here now, aren't they? Dwayne Vermeulen. Well, he's the only one.
2: But you, and Francois Lowe, Sorry, there's two. But then you look at you look at the likes of Ruin Pina, Francois staying in France. Yeah. Um, who else is the Vili LaRue I know Jim, you're not a big fan, but he's at Wasps. The list goes on and on and on. And you're right; they've they've taken a stance of limiting the amount of players. And have
1: they said that? Have they said? Have they come out I, and said I, yeah, that? Yeah,
2: they have. I don't know exactly what it is, but they've also got a, a quota system as well. Um, so that you know, and it's not pick your best team. Yeah, you know, it's all about the development of you know the future. Looking at all the townships and stuff like that, who can you look up to? Well. They're not going to look up to necessarily a, a Dwayne Vermeulen, who's a big
1: Afrikaans, Afrikaans guy. Mm. You, ne- you need... Okay, so there's a political element to yeah, it. Yeah, there is well. a massive okay. political right, element. Okay, right, well, anyway, away from the politics, he didn't score a bloody try. Who don't score a try these days? Even i, I mean, scored I'll, a try. I've scored a try internationally. Even I've scored a try, Goody. Do you know what I mean? I
3: mean like, even, even, even
1: George Ford has.
2: Who did you get yours against? Argentina. Yeah. Who, who, who are you? Italy. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, go- One of the quickest ever tries in the Six Nations. <laughs> Was it? Two minutes into a what?
0: game. Can we talk, but you about talk about Ireland? Let's how talk about good Ireland. Ireland, yeah, were, yeah. because I thought they were the best
1: team of all the NCAA. I, I love Ireland. I love Ireland. I, I think there's a bit of Irish in me. Uh, there's not, Jim. Ireland. Ireland. Ireland, Ireland together,
2: together,
1: standing tall. Like Devon. Shoulder. Like boulders. Whenever Jimbo calls, jeez, oh, they just <laughs> look organised,
0: clinical. Well, matter. coach,
1: so well coached. Joe Schmidt, yeah. unbelievable coach. Apparently, I mean, apparently he's, he's mad as a hat. He's got a thing for cats, and have you heard this, yeah, yeah, Weird. vaguely. Mm-hmm. So
0: what? He's got a whole lot of cats, is not he?
1: He has like he takes cats to training. They live in his car and stuff like that. Live in his car, and he's got like four or five. I don't know if he's married, but basically, like he's been seen. With like Don't cats cats on leads, it's cats on so he's leads. basically walking around Morrisons in Dublin with cats on Leeds. anyway, so strange man to so I've heard best mates with Vern, so Vern might try and shoot him if he sees them so <laughs> there must be there must be a conflict between them two, but they're just incredibly well coached, you know, we all thought O'Driscoll leaves, O'Connell leaves, Keith wood leaves, do you know what I mean? like all the old school go, the old guard, and they're on the way down. Scotland are coming up. That no one's ever said that except for you <laughs>
2: but you talk about players Conway on the wing outstanding Jacob Stockdale as well on the other wing they were phenomenal um, and you know Sexton everyone talks about Sexton and Connor Murray pulled the strings beautifully Henshaw at 13 was outstanding as well but the, the main man for me and we've talked about him a little bit on here um, Devin Toner He's actually come out and said, Ian Henderson. Ian Henderson was an absolute, he had a worldy performance. I,
1: was, I thought you were going to talk about uh, Devin Turner. <laughs> Devin Turner got ended. I he saw. He actually looked like a mix between me and you. Like, weirdly, like if we were two, if we were two mashed up together, yeah. We'd come out and we'd look like Devin Turner. Would we really? Genuinely. Abs- that's, absolutely. That's not a good thought, is it? Really? No, no, it's not. It's hanging. But, and he filled you in a few times, didn't he? No chance. <laughs> Almost killed the man. Uh, Henderson, great player.
2: Yeah. They, I mean, I'm going to say, the Way they played, if they'd have played England at the weekend, they'd have put 20 on England as well. I reckon have, uh, they, they would, would have rolled have, everyone, they'd at have the won by 20 points. I
1: just think it's different. I know, I know it's well and good if they played England, but different. I just, you know, and I, you'll know what it's like as a player. If you're playing old Pisporians, I'm not saying Argentina are old Pisporians, yeah, you don't know any of the players, do you? So you're watching it, you're watching tape, but you don't really know. Tape, how old are you? It's what do you on, call it it's all on laptops now <laughs> you call it, yeah I call it Tate Mount from the old school so this is what I mean so Scotland plays Samoa Scotland are analysing the Samoa plays okay he plays at Bristol's you know Bristol's. he plays he plays back in Samoa he plays in France he plays Pro D1 he plays Brody d like so the profile of the players isn't quite there so you're matching up it's kind of like, oh, you know, who are you who are you oh, I'd have you Will you not <laughs> who says and they, that and they turn I'll up I'd have you and they turn up and it's a huge game for them what I'm trying to say is you play against the All Blacks you're going to be mentally and physically at your very best. Yeah. And I just think England underestimated Argentina at the weekend. I think subconsciously. It, subconsciously. Maybe. That's yeah. what I'm trying to say. I don't, and, and it could only be 2%. It might be 1%, Andy. It could be 5
0: But my God, bottom line,
2: Ireland.
1: Yeah. Unbelievable. Mm. They were awesome.
0: Just um, talking about not turning up for, for weekends, I mean, uh, for, for games... Um, just bear with me for this. So, in the 2015 World Cup, the All Blacks just out. So, the All Blacks were really, really bad for a few games against Namibia, and they, they were trialing things, putting themselves under pressure. They had the win over uh, France in the weekend. The second half, they just went to a whole different game plan. Lost the second half. Didn't Lost didn't you? the second half. Were terrible.
1: Sonny Bill, um, what was he
0: doing? Yeah, what was he doing? What rules you? Pl- what do, rules uh, you I, playing
1: there? Do, do not say, speak about s- my friend like that, Sonny say, Bill. Tap it, slapping the ball out. I do not swear. So my point
0: being, against uh, for, for the English, were they doing something similar where they were not necessarily underestimating Argentina, but they used this as an opportunity yes. to try different tactics and different um, formations yes. and things like that? Yes. By not
1: playing Owen Farrell. No, our I, best player. I, I think they've done that. I think you've it on the head. If Eddie Jones had come out and said in two weeks they've only trained four times... I think that's a lie, though. Well, yeah, well, whatever. They've not, yeah, like, they've clearly thought that. Again, you've not played your two best players, Owen and Marrow. So, clearly, and I guarantee you, England will be significantly better this week. As in, it will be a transformation, just be, not just because Owen and Marrow are in there, but because this is they're playing Australia. Mm, Australia a- beat the All Blacks, that's Australia a,
2: beat Wales. That's a massive statement there from Jim. England were poor at the weekend, and he said, England will be, I guarantee you, significantly better.
1: That is a rugby analyst right there. That is, quote that now and get that (laughs) in one of the national papers on the back page. Wales,
0: 29-21 loss to Australia. What do you you guys make of that?
1: Under pressure. Bum, 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 bum. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the thing.
2: You talk about teams changing philosophies and stuff like that. They tried to go away from the Warren Ball and played Owen Williams at 12, bigger at 10. Uh, Patches of it weren't bad, to
1: be fair to them. They brought Jamie Roberts back in now. Well, yeah, I know have, Davis got well, injured. But Davis
2: got injured right at the death, didn't he? Oh, Australia were the better team. But I tell you that you talk about England Australia this weekend. Did you see any of the scrums towards the end of the game? Wales against Australia. Wales annihilated Australia's scrum. It was it was like men against boys. It was like Saracens first team playing against the Shags when Jim was captain of the Shags at Saracens. It was an well absolute matched. massacre. Um, so England will dominate scrum time again this weekend. Which I is don't well,
1: know. don't know, don't know. I, I know. There's not many the, scrums these days. The scrum doesn't have a huge... Not as much,
2: I, I agree. But there will be penalties because, no doubt, England will highlight that fact. And there are scrums.
1: I, I think now the scrum dominance isn't what it was like. Well, we know it's not. Oh, like, it's not the, what it the, was like. The referee's it's, make, it's, making, making... Yeah, they're, still, they're just ball. trying to get the
2: ball in and out. But if you're Dan Cole, and Dan Cole's just signed a long-term deal at And he's 42. He's 42.
1: The uh, richest man in Leicester. He
2: can't really... Uh, handle the ball around the field that well so he just goes around smashing rocks and scrummaging he's trying to dominate this scrum this
1: Australian scrum at the weekend and I thought Argentina put us under the pump a bit at scrum time yeah what about Wales right they're under pressure aren't they yeah all this stuff around Gatland how sad he was how gutted he was after the Lions tour then he flipped reverse that he's brought out a book and then he started speaking you know that in two years time he gets a loyalty bonus or whatever in all, almost, he's got a loyalty bonus he's got a loyalty bonus for? apparently if he stays there for another two years oh with two, Wales yeah with yeah, Wales yeah. 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 Then he, and
2: gets, he, he said they are going to win. The, they can win the World Cup didn't he
1: mate is he dreaming he's been on ganja <laughs> but it's, two, it's
0: two years not enough time to turn things around
1: I just don't think Wales now they got the depth, have, have they? They got the depth Yeah, they're best players you know so let, let's go through it so Jamie Roberts has been the best player one of the best players over recent years yeah making the World Cup He's not making the World Cup. He's just been called back in. Alan wynne Jones, although he's played well the last few weeks, Warburton's injured. Who George North hasn't been up to up to scratch. Lee Ree- Half. Rhys yeah. Webb can't play next year. Exactly, mate. You're talking in riddles if you think that. And the, the transition that Wales are in now. Next week, have they got? Have they got Georgia this week. They, they've got Georgia. They so can lose to Georgia. Well, this is the thing. So notoriously, they'd rotate that. Rotate that. Have a look at players going to Six Nations. This is a must-win game for them. Mm. Full stop. Mm-hmm. Hey, just blame Rob Howley. That's what everyone else does. It's yeah, Rob right. Howley's fault. All
0: right, let's go to some more social media. Um, Christian Kinchy. Uh, As an England fan, I was bored for the first time watching an unimpressive display from England. What can they do to spice things up against Australia?
2: Pick Owen Farrell. There you go. Pick Maratoji, Pick Jamie George. Dylan Hartley brings leadership. I don't see a lot of what else he brings around the field. And I say that with the greatest of respect because I know he brings a lot
1: in the week and the leadership factor, and he's the captain. But you're going on visuals I'm the same as you like I respect him for doing what he's doing come, coming back from the issues that he's had and he came out and he was very open about you know this monkey on his shoulder and stuff and the cause some of the problems that he had and the discipline issues where he got pigeonholed and came through that but he ain't the best hooker like it's it's a complete fact you know Jamie George and we, England, need in, we need to see that belly Jamie George starting again exactly. and, and the thing is England are struggling at hooker so this is the thing so you know you drop Hartley what do you do? do? You put him on the bench and bring Tom, or do you put Tom Tom Dunn on the bench and just th- th- me? Is, this is the thing. This is why Hartley's still one of the reasons I think he's still
2: starting because Jamie George is excellent whether he starts the game or comes off the bench. Agree. And you flip it, Dylan Hartley isn't going to have the impact coming off the bench that Jamie George does. And at the minute, with Karen Dickey injured, uh, Tommy Taylor injured, there isn't that third choice that can put pressure on either of them. And there's no pressure on Jamie George because he's head and shoulders above every other hooker in the premiership or every other English hooker. So that's where you look at the DNA, the makeup of a team, partnerships strategically, how you're picking a team. And that's why Dylan's getting picked. But if it was a World Cup final tomorrow, you have to pick Jamie George.
0: James from Ireland. Can the Springboks fix things for the 2019 World Cup? Will they win any of their autumn games?
1: Will they play France this week? I can't see South Africa winning that.
2: No. I, I... I mean, ultimately, they... They've had some poor performances. I think the coaching's an issue. Kutsia doesn't fill me with any confidence as a head coach at all. I think there's been loads of issues.
0: Um, but
2: but this is, you, talk, you talk about the Springboks, though, because they play France this week, then they play Italy next week,
3: and they, they lost, lo- they lost yeah. to Italy
2: last year, and then they play Wales away. So you could see them losing all those games, couldn't you? And if they do, Kutsia's gone. I think he's, I think he's a dead man walking anyway. But
0: Dead man walking. Scott Adams has tweeted in, how do you rate Jacob Stockdale for the future?
1: He's a big old boy, isn't he? Well, with Zebo now moving on, they're clearly looking to the future. And again, this is the thing where we've always said about Ireland. Have they got the strength coming through to replace the, the you know, their the big-time players? And clearly they have. Yeah.
2: Um, he, he's got a massive future. Like Jim said, zebo has gone. Not necessarily been written off, but gone to chase the coin, look after his family, which is fine. And perhaps he knew, perhaps he felt his writing was on the wall in terms of that Ireland position, so it kind of forced his hand to take a mega deal over in Paris. And what
1: was the crap with Zebo? Is he slower than a week in the jail? Is Zee that he it? slow?
2: Why? Slow. Is he slow? What? Is he slow? He's got great footwork, but out and out of gas as a winger. Nah. So you
1: say Zebo's one of the slowest wingers around? Well, uh, mate,
2: when you and I are looking at wingers, they are f- all fucking rapid, mate. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and it's when you look at me, you look at me and go, that kid is rapid because I'd absolutely dominate you. Do, when I look at you. Like, by when, 20. i did
0: you by 20 metres over 100.
2: Yeah, so when I, work, I look do that at mass. you,
1: when I look at you, I just first word fat, that's it. Yeah. Like, right.
0: Right. <laughs> But I'm still faster than you, so... You are. Let's look at the weekend. Uh, we, we have touched on a few of these games already, uh, but England or Australia, do Australia have a chance at Twickenham? Jeez, yeah, they do. If, we, if we're anything like we were Saturday, of course they do.
2: The big thing is, beating them four times, the last four times, of those four times, Will Gagne hasn't played once, nor has Curtly Beale. If Israel Falau played, I'd probably say Australia could be favourites. Really? But, well, just off the back of how we performed... And they beat the All Blacks two or three weeks ago. There we go.
1: Who would have? They've beaten
2: Wales. We haven't. We, we haven't played that much together, but we've also underperformed last weekend. I, I think England will win. Um,
1: but what about Eddie Jones and Check? Yes, yeah, oh, oh, they're yeah, going yeah, to that,
2: that whole thing? They hate each other, don't they? So many subplots to it. The biggest subplot, or one of the best sub, two best subplots. The whole battle of the back row. Sean McMahon is an absolute monster.
1: I was. I actually YouTubed him the other day and watched his highlights in the Bledisloe Cup, mate. Talk about Marx's performance. Is he a for South Africa, mate? He's twenty-three. Is he a killer? Yes, mate. Twenty kid. twenty-three years old, and he made one of the best performances I've ever seen. I mean, I mean, it was a seven-minute highlight reel. If I put my seven-minute highlight reel together as There'd well, be like three like three line, line <laughs> catches, four yellow cards, one red. <laughs> <laughs> it looked very, looked very good. You're right. It would look like that. But you have a look. You Google his name. I oh, saw a YouTuber's name, mate. The boy can play and. They were talking of, talk of him being captain, so with him and Hooper.
2: Him and, and that's the thing. You Hoops. Look, you look at that. Him and Hooper. Obviously, McMahon will play number eight against Nathan Hughes. I thought Nathan Hughes played quite well. I can't stop thinking <clears> of Vince <throat> McMahon from
1: you know, the <laughs> WWE.
2: <laughs> but yeah, we had Billy on the, on the phone. We missed Billy massively. Nathan Hughes
1: played well and carried well. but it, Again, Against these big Southern Hemisphere teams that are used to banging boys. McMahon will uh, be banging boys. Yeah, exactly. You, you know what I mean? Hughes isn't going to have, have that freedom. That whole battle hooper against Underhill as well. I thought Underhill played really well. Yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, he made yeah. some destructive tackles. It was his first start. Mate, he's, good, mate, he's a good
1: player. He is a good player.
2: Like, and I'm not I didn't, saying that. I go back to Chris Robshaw. I didn't see anything from Robshaw. The glue. I just don't see anything from him.
0: Scotland, any chance against the All Blacks, Jim? A, oh, no, man.
1: Depends. It, it, oh, it, depends. It, it, You've never beaten them. There you go. And it's never, you're never going to beat them. Right. Okay. Let's, let's put the facts on the table. And this is what Andy Robinson told me. Yeah, Told me I couldn't be honest. So I said before, Andy Robinson looked me in the face and said, Jim, tell me we can beat New Zealand. This is in 2009. I said, "Rob, I don't think we can. Come back to me tomorrow. If you don't tell me we can beat New Zealand, you're not playing. Wake up the next day. <sighs> Robbo, morning, mate. Can we beat New Zealand? Yes, Robbo, we can. Played at the weekend, 50 points. Now what I'm saying to them... What I'm saying is, is they, were, they were on their streak of 17 unbeaten games. I love the
2: way you had to say that it was 50 points to them. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knew, Jimmy. <laughs> we scored first.
1: We scored first. It was 50 points to three. We scored first. <laughs> but let's face facts, right? If All Blacks play 8, 9 out of 10, and Scotland play 10 out of 10, the likelihood is the All Blacks are still going to win. By 30. If, If you get an opportunity like they did before the All Blacks put out, a second-string team, they put. They had Richard McCaw in the middle of that, middle of their five-man line-out calling line-outs, the least athletic jumper you'll find, then there is a real opportunity. The issue that Scotland have got is... No Jim. There's no Jim Hamilton playing. There's no Richie Gray playing. Tommy Seymour might be doubtful, and he's, I, th- I think, key to the bat three. With The only way they can beat New Zealand is, is in a kick-in aerial. The only way they can be in the game... They want to play the game that Gregor Townsend says, a fast, high-paced game, Holy smokes, good luck to you, mate. Because you're up against the best team in that off-counter attack. So, if you want to keep, keep hold of the ball, and we saw against Samoa they struggled to do that. In saying that, guys like Hugh Jones hasn't played against the All Blacks. He's not scared, is he? He ain't scared. But they're struggling for injuries. WP now has broke his arm. Experienced one of the best players in the front five. Richie Gray's not playing. We're down to our third, fourth choice, Loosehead. Although Marfo played well at the weekend. Mate, he's come from nowhere as well, hasn't he? Mate, he's at London shit. Is at London? London, London Welsh. Couldn't even get a game for them, either. They Talk about right place, right time. Yeah. And that's what Fair it is. To him. Yeah, mate, genuine you know, a lot of people say, Oh, how the fuck's he done that? Like how's he got a cap? And people some people will be looking at it like that. For me, it's like he'll, he'll end up like you, Jim, sixty caps. I doubt it. And everyone that. will be like, Really? <laughs> There's not many people. Does Scotland have a chance? No. Not really. Not really. But anything can happen. If all the all blacks put out a if, shit team. If it pisses down the rain, there you go. You'll keep it within twenty. So that I, I If wanna, it doesn't rain. Yeah. It's 30-plus. Just want to see. For me, Australia's the game, okay? Because Scotland have beaten Australia in recent years and should have been in the semi-final. So this week, got to be significantly better. They've got to look to beat Australia.
0: Let's go to the rumour mill. You guys got any rumours for us? Jim, you, you said you had a big one. Yeah, no, Not, not you? literally in your pants, because that's tiny. Oh, tiny. really? I've got the picture here. I can
1: show it now. Rumours? Uh, John Barkley. John Barkley? Mm. Harle- what? Harlequins. Really? Yeah, Rob Shaw might be leaving Harlequins. Really? That's the rumour. Robshaw's not leaving Harlequins. Okay. I've heard John Barclay might be going to Harlequins from Scarlet, which is a big call. He'd be sought after Barclaywood. would. I've heard a big one. What? D-Sips.
2: Danny Cipriani. Leaving Wasps, potentially, to go to Lyon in France. No chance. Cash. What? Money. How much. Well, How much? I've heard Wasps are after a big, 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 big name ten. Because the I think I don't think Sips. Well, tell me the big for,
1: name ten. I can't think of a big. The room. Big, big, the rumors.
2: The rumors for me are that Sip Danny Cipriani will not be a Wasp player next year. Okay, well the, that's but, the current rumors yeah, on the
1: rumor mill. I can see that, but why would he want to go to Leon? Well, he's not getting picked for England, and he could double his wages. But he loves London. He was on here. He was in David. Hey, Asia. Leon it's connected true, to true Eurostar, mate. True, true. So who are Wasp looking at as a ten? a very big name well, I can't think of a name talent. or will be revealed so. Dan
0: Carter is he going
2: mate
1: he, he's know. garbage now Carter <gasps> have you seen that you movie?
2: cannot say he's garbage he's he's knocking on a bit <laughs> <laughs> but he's mate he's still <laughs> class he's just he gets injuries and mate. Um, he's a bit older mate it happens to us all we all mate, got old he, he still looks He still. looks great he still looks amazing looks he a million does. dollars getting paid a million euros I mean
1: is he bothered no come on then so give me the worst 10 Currently, it's Jimmy Goppers. So, interestingly, right, and this is what we like about the rumour mill, so they, a lot of papers have published what we're saying because that's what we do. We're now classed as influencers. Basically, we're just big, big-timers. big Yeah. What we say goes. So, everyone's asking Johnny Gray, oh, what's happening next season? You know, Jim, Jim and the guys on the rugby pod have said you're going to Bristol. Everyone's like, there's no chance he's going. Has he denied it? Has he... Mate, he hasn't denied no, he hasn't it. it. He hasn't denied it. So if you, so if someone said to you, if someone said to me, I'm at Saracens and they're like, Jimmy, you're going to London Irish," I'd be like, "No, I ain't." You were though. <laughs> you were, and then you you <laughs> on so your don't, deal. You went on, back on it. You went, on, "No, you I'm shit." Like, no, no, I'm not. They're crap. I ain't going to London Irish. But if you're Johnny Gray, okay, so someone who's in the top, say, 15 locks in the world, 10, 15 locks in the world, and someone says, "Right, you're going to you're going to sign for Bristol as a championship team," you'd be like, "No, it ain't." You come straight out and say, "No, you're not." Mm. And he hasn't done that. So, Johnny Gray has signed on the dotted line to go to Bristol's unless he pulls out. Fact? Well, it, that's a rumour. That's what I've heard. Oh, it's a rumour. Yeah. You, it, didn't unless, you interview him recently for the Scottish No One Reads It newspaper? Scot- Sunday Times. Sunday. No, I just said about things that he could do better. And he's taken it on board because he played better. But if, <laughs> if, if, look, if, if, he, if he does, if he does, you know what I mean, pulls out all over your back, then that's an issue. But from what I've heard, it's a done deal. So, do you, know, Gray. do you know what we could? players might start ringing us Mate, agents will
2: agents and players might start ringing us and can, and say could you just mention on there that I'm chatting to Quinns or whatever club because the value rockets then doesn't it look at Leicester today announcing all their re-signings Matt Tamur Dan Cole loads of boys have re-signed at Leicester mm. this week Vianu, we, we we broke that on here Vianu's deal I've got no doubt off the back of us talking on the rumour mill saying that Northampton Saints are talking to him Leicester came back to the table whacked his wages up
1: well, Simon Cohen, the CEO, listens to the show. Oh, he does. Oh, my belly. Mate, similar to yours. I, I'm modeling myself. On. Drives a nice Porsche. Yellow Porsche he drives. Oh, I'll never forget the shit
2: he used to give me at Leicester for wearing white boots and driving a Range Rover. He used to have a handbag, a Louis, Louis
1: Bajon handbag. It was a man bag. It wasn't a handbag. It was a handbag. It was a man bag. A man bag. I couldn't believe it.
0: Ronan O'Gara from Racing to Crusaders is an assistant coach.
1: He loves a pint of piss.
0: He would do really
1: well there. <laughs> yeah. He loves a pint of he piss. He loves a pint of piss, yeah. I, I
0: don't think he knows that he loves a pint of piss.
2: Well, my
1: mate Kovskin, we played a game in Geneva, and my mate Kovskin came pissed in the pint, and Ronan Gara drank it and said thanks. Oh, thank you! <laughs> oh, thanks for that pint! <laughs> Is that another true story? Is that Jack and Ori Jim? I swear to God, he, he loved it. He so loved if
2: I saw Roger at a game now... Well, I don't think he knew. Exactly, that's my point. So he, he loves it, but he doesn't know. So, <laughs> so your mate, Kovskin pissed in a pint. It wasn't a pint of piss. Pissed in a pint of
1: beer. Well, a quarter of a pint of beer. Topped it up, gave so, it so, Rog. Oh, oh, thank oh, you.
2: Jesus, you horrible
1: ta- bastard. Ta- thank
2: you, you very much.
1: You are a horrible <laughs> man.
2: You and Kofskin, It wasn't
1: me. 100% reckon Kovskin is the worst human being in the world. Yeah. He's up there. Yeah, he's horrid. muff rash all over his face. Oh, Muff-licker. He puts <laughs> fake tan on his face and he comes out in a big rash. Oh, jeez. <laughs> horrible scenes. Horrible uh, scenes. One more
0: question from social media. From Sam Wise.
1: Serious question?
0: Yeah, it's a serious question.
1: Sam Wise. Yeah.
0: Um, Who's the fastest at chopping a pint in the Premiership? Oh, this
1: is serious. Oh, oh, Mm. that is
2: a good question. Well,
1: me. I would have said... No, I'm not in the Premiership anymore.
2: Well, Premiership history. We don't know about Premiership players now, do we? We'll come to the fore. Kieran Lowe. That's what I was going to say. I would have said you, Jim, until I saw a video of Kieran Lowe chopping a pint. Kieran Lowe, ex-London Irish. Yeah.
1: I had a pint off. With Hung him. like an absolute horse as well. well. Yeah, I had a. I had a pint. Does a off lot with of damage. Him. Yeah, he's retired now. Yeah, he's working as a uh, a carpenter in Canada. He's refound himself. Has he? Yeah, um, which he is had a pint off say. with him. I've never seen anything. Quick a pint off. He, he drank two pints, as in a two pint pitcher. In the s- speed in which I drank one. Oh, really? Just one of them that because I, you know, I'm quick. <laughs> good at most things <laughs> i'm quick <laughs> i'm quick not just running not over, <laughs> not over 100 mate. I dominated you two pints and literally you get your pint glass you just empty it on the floor that's how quick you can oh
2: what it. about that girl though do you see what i tweeted this week yeah we, no. we need no. to find that girl and get her to a live show
0: so anyone else from the Premiership that you can think of that's rapid over chopping a pint
1: not really so a lot of the lads weren't allowed to come out in the end you know like it got to the stage where probably similar to you Andy. you know every time we do a live show you've got to head home for the messes they're all under the thumb. Oh, I can't come out. I've got to go home. What do you mean you've got to go home? Mrs said I've got to go home. What? And there's Jim just laying down the law at home.
2: I ain't doing any night feeds. You're doing it. I've got
1: shingles. Shingles.
0: Let's finish off the show with the good, the bad, the ugly. It's where Andy Good Tells us what's been good, what's been bad, and what's been ugly in rugby over the last week.
2: Well, there's bits of good. Uh, Samoa. I thought they had a great performance from an inexperienced team with a bankrupt union running Scotland close. I oh, know that's not a big thing because Scotland aren't great, but. You're horrible. I, I thought.
3: <laughs>
2: I thought Samoa were stood up in the face of adversity, did exceptionally well. Ireland, uh, their record ever victory over the Springboks. They were sharp, they were accurate, they were probably the international performance of the weekend. Australia beaten Wales. But there's one standout thing for me this week in rugby. And you might have to Google it, but Soso Matiashvili, the Georgian fullback. My God, what a finish! Touching down as close to the corner as you can get the ball. It Ch- looked like he was chasing a, a lost cause from a, a kick-on. Superman dive. Boom, straight over the top. Gets it by a blade of grass in the field of play. Brilliant finish. So the, we, my good this week goes to so-so Matias Vili, the Georgian fullback, And hopefully he'll do the same again against Wales and Georgia win. I'd like that. There's the good, the bad. Uh, it's really t- It's a tough one, actually. Tough one to choose between Welsh rugby in general and specifically their defeat to Australia, but also the Welsh regions. And we t- spoke about this earlier in terms of um, the future of Welsh rugby, the product, production line, etc. of players. The Welsh regions lost a combined 174-19 to 19 against English teams this weekend in the Anglo-Welsh Cup across four games. So not great by the Welsh, but the bad this week can only be one. The South Africans, they were absolutely garbage. Almost doubled their biggest ever loss to Ireland. 38-3 they lost in the end compared to 32-15 in 2006. It seems like a rudderless ship. Alistair Kutsia under severe pressure. Razi Erasmus has now gone back to South Africa as Director of Rugby for South African Rugby Union. He's a dead man walking, I reckon. South African Rugby this week, get the bad. And then finally the ugly. There wasn't too much ugly stuff this weekend.
1: you not go with Eddie Jones effing and blinding. You got that mother how baby how baby?
2: fucking stupid, are we? Fuck. <laughs> fucking hell. But no, I his thought that was, I, I, actually, I actually thought that was quite good. I know the language isn't great, but it just shows his passion. Lobs his pen, lobs his book, shits himself after he's the pen's nearly rebounded and hit himself in the face. Um that's a good passion that was from Eddie Jones.
0: Have you ever seen the YouTube clip of the press conference uh, when he was the J- uh, Japanese coach after they lost to Canada? If you haven't, the Canada Barbarians. If you haven't, it's 15 minutes of the yeah, most in brilliant press conference we've ever seen no, Oh, really? life. It's so good. Have a look it's on YouTube. That. Have a look for it.
2: But anyway, that's not ugly. The ugly this week goes to the paramedic. When they were stretchering off Kornay Oosthuizen, he'd done his leg. He was in all sorts of pain. The paramedic had his bag under Kornay Tazen's foot. As he's on the stretcher, he yanks it out, and his knee's just jolted. He's
0: having a couple of yanks at it. Oh. He's just like, oh, get, and you, should, you should
2: have seen the look that Kornay Oosthuizen gave this paramedic the paramedic's probably shit himself, run off the field, never wants to be seen again. Um, but has some empathy, the blokes; these these legs fucked, and you just made it a bit worse. So the ugly this week goes to that paramedic.
0: All right, well that's uh, that's today's show. Thank you very much for listening. Don't forget to uh, subscribe and follow us on Twitter and re- review us on iTunes as well. And thank you also uh, very much to our producer Tim Groves, who never gets enough praise. Uh, thanks very much, mate. Who? Uh, oh, yep, our well, producer. He He's a
1: good guy, actually. Tim, isn't he? best producer we've had mate he's got massive arms big belly though massive arms
2: big belly little piece rugby pod pod
1: pod pod